All right. Um, I listened to the podcast last week, and you were like on mic the entire time, even though you're. Even though I was wrestling. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, like that's we heard you the whole time. Awesome. You know what? Um, I wonder if you could get any signal just by screaming into the end of an XLR. <laughs> <laughs> you probably not. <laughs> I can get loud. It's like uh, what's his name? Uh, Black Bolt from Comic Times. Um, you know, if he says a word, like destroy mountains and stuff, so he always like whispers. Is that what? an actual? Is that an actual thing, or is that like people say sports ball? What comic times? That was just uh, my brain was firing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the times when comics were. Cool. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Welcome to Phantom Nonsense. I'm Zach. I'm Goose. And I am also Nolan. I keep wanting to say I'm Aaron for some God. reason. God. Fucking damn it. Welcome to the end of the world. Uh, what do you guys <laughs> want to talk about first? Do you guys want to just just get the thing out of the way? You want to talk about Star Wars first? Oh, man. Are we talking about... Oh, do we have to say it out loud about Birdman? I mean, we pretty much have to. I mean... <sighs> Don't make me confront. I thought we were going to just talk about one series of Republican failures... I mean, Republic is in, like, a Republic. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get yeah. it. <laughs> but... You can still vote. All right, yeah, you can still vote, but... I mean... Bernie isn't actively campaigning, which means that his delegates go to Biden, right. basically. Like, he, he, can only, he can only affect the party platform, which is good only... I'm not going to entertain any ideas of Biden moving to the left... No, like that's malarkey. It, that's complete. That's complete malarkey. Uh, the only, the only good getting uh, delegates for Bernie does for us now is changes to the party platform and leadership. Because, like, think of the delegate situ- the super delegate situation, but from twenty sixteen to now, how they counted the super delegates in twenty sixteen. They were on the first ballot. And it really influenced uh, the way Hillary looked compared to Bernie. Yeah. And gave her a sizable lead against him that he couldn't overcome at the convention. They changed that on the rules committee. That's important. Um, But Hmm. I don't... But also, I don't... Hmm. See, I said going into, into this... That you can't use the past as a model. You can't look at 2008 and say that, you know, Obama did it this way and that's how it's going to turn out. Hell, you can't even say that the person who won the Iowa and New Hampshire always goes on to be the nominee. Yeah. You know, that's not just because things happen to have always worked out in the past, don't make them truisms. Don't make them a prerequisite for how history has to play out. Right. Everything is always unprecedented, and you should always treat things as such. Yeah. So That's no. Why all this electability horseshit was so infuriating. Exactly. And it never changed from that. We always thought, oh well, if we just get this many donations, if we just get this many delegates if he if he wins the first three states 
maybe they'll stop talking about fucking eligibility. Yeah, and how he compares in like a national uh, a poll to to Biden, but in all categories. The the thing is like the electability polls mostly come down to who do you think other people other people are going to vote for. Right, yeah. But, like, uh, 28% of the country, it's an even split with both parties of 28% of the country, and 48, 41% are independents. And you can say what you want to, and you, I would probably agree about how fucked up it is that we have two choices to be the leader of the free world basically every four years. But the fact that the selection of those two choices basically comes down to to two different parties that don't that neither one make up a plurality of of voters is odd to say the least. Certainly not democratic, it doesn't feel like. But anyway, we'll see how that goes in in a few months. Um, but yeah, um, I. <laughs> it's like almost half the country is playing dice, and like twenty eight percent is just flipping a coin. <laughs> it's just completely anachronistic. It doesn't it, like it. It reflects no real reality. It's, Any illusions of, of our like democracy being legitimate like have been thrown out the window. I think, to put point. to put things in terms for our audience that we have cultivated. Hello, um, it's like if if Marvel fans, if there was just a committee of Marvel fans and DC fans right. on the Academy. Yeah, like, that was that was it. They got to choose the best movies and right. everything for the whole year. <laughs> like. <laughs> I think it was Endgame. I think it was Batman versus Superman. <laughs> right. I think it was a movie. <laughs> God. You know, I was like, you. what about Dark Horse? What about Image Comics? No, no, you get you get fucking Marvel or DC. And the and the fucked up thing is like, yeah, we are a minority of the Democratic Party. But right. we'll n- never get the fucking chance to prove and I will stand by this till the day that I die that we are my majority amongst Americans, the real silent majority. Right. Like the majority of independents would have turned out for for Bernie. Oh hell yeah! Like the 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 central issue with distrust in politicians is that it's very easy to call them in lies. It's very easy to mm-hmm. see if you're not a media like MSNBC or Fox News brained person that oh it's just all fucked. It's like a system that is inherently designed to benefit people who are fucking it over. And so they see somebody who just legitimately doesn't re- represent that, not in the sense of like having enough capital to not be able to be swayed, but in the sense of legitimately having a track record of being a public servant. Right. I think that somebody who is in an independent party would see that and respect that. 
And you can't say that like an independent would want to like rep Biden because the whole point of him being the delegate or uh, not the delegate, the Dude. fucking nominee is that he's electable and that he's like appealing to uh, Democrats. Like he is a real Democrat. Twitter today has just been a constant feed of like all of the progressive organizations that endorsed Bernie being like, we're not endorsing Joe Biden. Good. <laughs> it's like, I saw at least a dozen like uh, Sunrise affiliates. Um, DSA caught shit for it. But, like we voted on it last year uh, at the Atlanta convention. We're not endorsing any. If the if Bernie isn't the nominee, we're not endorsing the nominee because that's a waste of resources for local shit. By the way, as a newly registered DSA member, I should tell you all that DSA, in light of coronavirus, has waived its uh, its fees, so you have no excuse not to go join the DSA right now. So, join an org, you fucking nerds. Join so, an org. So go do that and get hooked up with your local chapter. If you don't have a local chapter, um, start one and uh, do shit. Who's twitching? What's that? Um. Up. Uh, okay. Well, it's sorry is, about that, guys. Anyway, so is this the eyeball zone? What is happening? Uh, no, it's just actually I think it is goose. Oh, that's another show. That's another show. Yeah, more. Um. Anyway. No. <coughs> 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 We've returned. So, yeah, I'm. I go through waves of, of big sad and really small sad. No, really big mad mm. about it. Basically, yeah. Um, it's been like grieving. Yeah, no, it absolutely has been. I mean, I remember Goose like woke up, handed me a phone, and was just like, "It's over, man." It's like days of day the music died. <laughs> like hearing that plane went down. Well, I, I knew. I knew in 2016 that uh, this, I knew always that, this was a possibility. I knew this was a was was the thing. Like yeah. I I knew that 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 our revolution and justice democrats and everything was building to this, and it was and that's what made it so beautiful when Alex and Ilhan and everything came out for Bernie, because like all those forces were coming together. It's like we have the we're all united. We're all going to make the big the big push and everything. And and then we were winning. Like, that is the most important thing to always start from. Any analysis that doesn't start from the fact that we were winning. Well, they were, we were winning, and then they pulled the rug out. Exactly. They fucking knocked the chessboard over. Exactly. Because we were making the mistake of believing that things actually mattered, and that if we followed the rules, that we would win if we did what the rule said to do. Right. It was never about that. It was about serving the power that was already in place and making a fucking false show of fighting against uh, what has been a neoliberal turn for the, for the past half century. I mean, let's let's be clear, and I made a post about this on Facebook, but for our, for our audience, let's be let's be very clear about the trajectory of of how this race went. We won the popular vote in Iowa. 
Um, I don't know if that ever got finalized who actually won the, the vote tally, but we certainly won the popular vote, and then we won New Hampshire, and then we crushed Nevada. And the narrative going out of Nevada was, will Bernie have a plurality or will he have a majority? And then, as to be expected, Joe Biden won South Carolina. Like, we all knew that was pretty much guaranteed. There was some hope that we would turn it out, but Joe Biden came came in fifth in Iowa. Right. It's like, ev- oh. it was everybody's race still going into we Super like, Tuesday. We were like, is Judge really going to be the... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> For a moment, like, going back and thinking about it. Genuinely, it was... Oh no, Bloomberg. (laughs) Well, I mean, and but I mean, and then Klobuchar was coming in second in a lot of places, and like it was everybody's race going into Super Tuesday. Nobody had a reason to to drop out at that point. No one had any. Most of them outperformed Biden. Right. Why would they? Biden didn't even place in some of the first couple of like. Yeah, he didn't get any fucking delegates. Yeah. Yeah. Puck ass. How can <laughs> someone who didn't get any delegates in the first couple of like states states still it just doesn't the matter nominee? Is what, is what well, it, be, like... well, because Barack Obama uh. made phone calls. Bernie Sanders is becoming more powerful than we ever realized. <laughs> yes, something should be done. <laughs> Make it so. Oh, yes. <laughs> we shall consolidate the powers. Oh, now, we want to this, beat him. On this episode <laughs> of... <laughs> Of liberals protect capitalism. <laughs> um, Z. Um, the previously on is surely to have a clip of Obama of the reports of Obama saying, <laughs> if if it looks like Bernie is going to run away with the nomination, Obama will interfere. Right. You know. So keep that context in mind as you're looking at what happens on Bloody Monday and everyone drops out and endorses Biden except for Warren who stays in to siphon off votes from Bernie. Which, holy shit, if there is an egomaniac on the face of this earth, it is Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) It's a hard call. It's a hard call for me to choose who's the most craven politician of my lifetime between Obama and Warren. Well, Cheney. Mm. No. Really? Yeah, no. I mean, Cheney has to work behind other people. Mm. Yeah, I guess he does get... Mm. On some level, doesn't that give him like a little bit more opportunity to be like bold-faced? And... Sure, sure, but that's that's a thing. He doesn't... Oh, yeah, he doesn't have to like put the mask on and be like right. deliberately obfuscating his actual identity and beliefs. Because he got away with pretty much saying whatever he actually felt. Uh, to me, I'm finding hardly any real actual difference. The difference between Trump and Obama to me is entirely in messaging because of the of the base that they they're appealing to. Yeah, you know, uh, it was culture war. It was that swing. It was right. like, but I mean, both are just both are just complete masks on just yeah just just. Disgusting, manipulative monsters. Um, so that's that's where we are going out of Super Tuesday. We look really, really fucking bad. Yeah. Um, and then we lose Michigan, oddly, 
Um, and we're still looking bad, but we're but it's not completely out. We won California. We won California, and that's another thing to remember is the the plan was to get the early states, treat California like an early state, and get 30% in each state on Super Tuesday, mm-hmm. and to at least hold that going forward. Well, that would have worked, and that's what we did, but then everything coalesced around Biden. And you're dealing with half of a, well, more than half of a party that only responds to this is what gets Trump out. And when the media is, that they trust is constantly berating that point, because that's the big difference in Republicans and Democrats, is Republicans don't trust the media and Democrats do. That's the big like uh. dividing, dividing line. So when MSNBC tells them, you know, don't vote for this guy... Yeah. They they don't vote for him. And is Bernie a self hating Jew? More at eleven. <laughs> like And they buy into that shit. And they buy into it and they tell them that that Biden is electable and they hide everything that's wrong that's going that Trump is going to use and is already using to sink him in the election. Oh god damn it. But, and then, of course, states wouldn't push the election back. Um, Some states even threw away mail-in votes. Yeah. Um, And... Garbage. I mean, I'm sorry. You can call it conspiracy, whatever. If you listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure I've made my point about, about conspiracies and and things uh, mm. from a dialectical perspective. But the exit polls don't work out. I'm sorry, they just don't. Um, yeah. And at, they're, they're past the point that should require international uh, interference. Right. <laughs> oh, but this is America. You, yeah. People hear international interference and they're like, what, spies? And, um... It's the Cold War all over again. But, for real, though, um... Mm. And, and so people were, people were dying because of, because of this, and... And they wouldn't stop, and it got to a point where it looked like it would take a miracle... Well, it would take two things, honestly. It would take a miracle, and it would also take them finishing the counting of California and Colorado and all the states that Bernie has won to close the gap between him and Biden, because I guarantee you, if they finished the fucking counts, that gap would close to within an inch. Yeah. I mean, it was already a super close gap as well. Yeah, it was a gap that it would would take like a 70-30 split going forward Bernie would have to really fucking win but the thing is if this was a fair race where there was a fair media reporting oh my god then, can you even dream of such a reality yeah no I really fucking can't 
Um, but if this was a fair race, if I can just conjure up such a thing in my imagination, <laughs> then there would certainly be an even distribution of reporting right now between Joe Biden's green screen and Bernie's like weekly roundtables with uh with doctors and nurses right. and uh, black communities besides yeah. on Chapo. Right. Yeah. No, I see it because I we look for it. Well, yeah, I follow like most of Bernie's team mm-hmm. on on Twitter and I'm follow, I follow him on YouTube and I follow Chapo and all those kinds of things like I'm in that circle. Of course I see it. But the the voters who need who need to see somebody being like presidential right now aren't fucking seeing that. Right. There's no there's just been like media silence on it. Like the the coverage of COVID has mostly been like, oh, the president's bungling it, which yeah, true, but like that's not all that's happening. And we've also got a perfect example of how you do react in a crisis right now that's just not really being focused on. It's like, they'll take any opportunity. It's just so, it's so bold-faced. And And now... It's getting upsetting, like, having to repeat ourselves. It's getting upsetting? It's getting upsetting? (laughs) It's too fucking late! Yeah. It's over! Yeah. Like, it's fucking, it's done! Yeah. Like... And so what? We're going to, I mean, what? We're going to do this again in four years when we don't even know who the fuck we're going to run. We have no one who has Bernie's fucking track record or credibility or or street cred or Uh, any any of those things. And that gets us down to six years until we have to do something about climate change. So we're going to fuck up them. We say, oh, well, we built built a, a base with this in a brand with this new person, let's say Alex, that's most likely. So let's run her again in 2030, or not 2032, in 2028. By then we're fucked. By then we're fucked. Exactly. Like, take this fucking seriously. People are just so ready to just cuck for Biden, too. It's so gross. It's just these fucking, these people with absolutely no conviction or beliefs who are just so easily slipping out of the fucking saddle just because they want to feel comfortable or believe that, like, institutions that are already in place are just unquestioned goods. And it's... It's... It's like staring up at a, at a skyscraper. It's always... It's, it's, well, you know it's monolithic. I'm going to try to use that as a transition to talking about the actual thing we were supposed to talk about this week before the... God damn it! Anyway. (sighs) Yeah. So, I really loved this arc. Me too. This This was like... This was sick. This is like... Just one of those... One of those things I love... I love this show for are those... uh, those little little character. I didn't feel like diversions. This was, yeah, I didn't feel like this was even really a deviation from, like it all holds. I mean, it's all of the all of the side like plots always hold true to like some of the grander themes in Star Wars. Right, that's all good myths do. But like this, really, I thought like held on to a lot of 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 really really fundamental stuff in Star Wars. Yeah, 
And like the text of it just did so much like positive shit. Like, uh, you know, we're focusing around a, an all female cast mm -hmm. of like all really capable people in very different ways with different worldviews who are like capable of, of getting along together and being effective, even if they, they are, you know, struggling to understand one another. But also the text, uh, just assumes, uh, that you can have an, an all-female cast of, of characters and not have to address it as being the central uh, conflict. Right. So in that, it kind of like defeats the, the, the uh, like anti-feminist uh, themes of, of uh, analysis that tries to call that into question. Right, even with... Um... Oh, um, I can't think of what it's called. We talked about it on fandom before, back in the day, but um, when when you have two two female characters, one of them eventually is going to bring up a guy. The Bechdel test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this passes the shit out of that. Yeah, he's got three of them in right. four episodes. Yeah. Exactly. Like, it never has any like. It's fantastic. <clears throat> um. There's no, there's no assumption that because the two sisters were seeking uh, uh, safety in, in Coruscant after their parents died that they should have just like glommed onto some guy that's not even fucking thought of and why should it be? Right. It's, it's I don't know, it's like an inherently in positive message, I, I think, uh, as, far as, uh, as far as representation. Now, the, the, the characters themselves in... in in the uh, the sisters, what are, what are their names? It's uh, Trace, Trace and Rafa. Rafa. Yeah, I was gonna call her Kafa for some reason. Maybe Kafka got my mind. Yeah, but Tra Trace and Rafa, they're uh, they're they're flawed, but they're they're flawed in really interesting ways that really like force attachments. It's like you understand that that Rafa's the face and that Trace is uh, like the engineer and stuff and shit. Mm -hmm. And Ahsoka comes along and, you know, they've got like a fucking classic uh, RPG party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we were just talking about it. Like at one point, uh, we were like, "Man, Rafa kind of sucks." Yeah, I was like, "Man, Rafa's a bitch." Just like as yeah, far as her like I know. I fighting. Love Rafa. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. No, we were talking about like her fighting competency, but the she got some good looks in. Yeah, I know. The, the, the last but... episode of the arc like did really well yeah. for her. But the first couple of ones like she's, maybe just. But she's the face. Her. You know, she's like the she's like the bard in the RPG context. She's like the uh, the just the the person that you put in front so that you can maybe talk your way out of whatever situation. Right. Yeah. Uh, in the A team, it was a man named Face. Because he had a nice face, I assume. <laughs> that makes sense. Yep. What did you think, Goose? Oh, okay. Was that... Is it too soon? Yeah, I thought you were continuing. Like, my brain was stopped. Oh. <laughs> that was what you were saying. Well, you can get some somewhat into, like, the... Uh, what, is diegesis the, the literal stuff, or is that pedagogy? I don't know why you're asking Pedagesis. Huh? We can get into the Pedagesis. <laughs> yeah, let's get into Pedagesis. <laughs> Maybe a donkey. 
We certainly had a donkey at one point, but I'm pretty sure that was borrowed. Mm. I did like the episode a lot, though. I like absolutely loved Ahsoka. Yeah, you like this arc? Yeah. Well, and I felt like... Oh, yeah, you're not was... super familiar with the, the, the like earlier season, right? No, I don't know. I, I watched it as a kid, but it's been so long, and it was just like in between other random Okay, right. so you're not really familiar with Ahsoka. This is like your introduction to her, right? Uh, she was in some of the games, and I've read her book. Oh, okay. Like, I know who Ahsoka is, but I don't know. Well, that can, yeah. Yeah, she was very much so, like, early prodigy, my knowledge of her is. Well, yeah, she's, she's, she was Anakin's Padawan. Yeah. And, uh... I mean, they gave me the rundown in the first episode of yeah, this arc. In right. the, in the yeah, I mean, previous... I know who Ahsoka is. I know what she's about. Yeah. She was, yeah, cast out by the them Jeds. Yeah. I don't know why, but... Oh, they thought she killed somebody? Uh, it's in the last arc of season five. It's like yeah. the last four episodes of season five. Just watch that and I'll give you... Yeah, no, yeah. I want to watch the whole thing. Um, but, uh, I thought it was really well done. The fact that they, uh, like, how they how they did the sisters. Like, it seemed very uh, realistic if you were in that position. Right. They had really understandable qualms with the Jedi. And I, I liked with this, how, how this, this uh, yeah, this arc didn't, didn't assume that the Jedi were an unquestioned good either. That's... Yeah, I liked seeing that side of it. And, she, like, she told the full story and Ahsoka, yeah. like, it looked like she also had never considered anything other than what she was being taught. Right. Because it's like the Jedi just came into her life, got her parents murdered, and then when they were like, the only penance they showed for that was that she was like, I had to make a choice. It was either kill your parents or kill all those people. So that fucking had to happen. But then they just leave. They just leave yeah. these kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the... Out of sight, out of mind. Pretty much. She's like, I made a choice. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> The force is with you. That's the good news. It's almost like burning somebody's house down and then being like, Jesus saves. <laughs> oh, like that lady who flopped on me and was just like, our God will protect us. Yeah. And that's the, that's the thing that's really, really interesting to me about this, about this arc is um, seeing, seeing the underbelly from, from Ahsoka's point of view. Like, you know, seeing, seeing how the other side of the tracks or the, the bottom layer of Coruscant um, has to get by and, and how what she takes for granted is, like, destructive to those people's lives yeah um everything we've seen from ahsoka past this point has mainly been her as ancillary and auxiliary to other characters we haven't really like gotten into her but i'm interested to see and i'll go back and watch rebels again once this is over um but i'm interested to see how um this affects her um her force walk you know whatever mm. whatever path you can say ahsoka's on going forward from here 
I feel like this experience matters and contextualizes like the choices that she that she makes and everything yeah because like yeah she's she understands that the jedi aren't aren't perfect but because of her own experience um and her and her trial and everything but this this shows her the some deeper rooted flaws in the Jedi and the Republic and that whole, uh, that whole order. And of course you can reflect that back to the previous conversation. Yeah. (laughs) But as it always goes, as it always goes. Yeah. This also, I think drew it's drew. There was a lot of drama drawn out of the, like ambiguous nature of good and evil in this it was because the pikes were also motivated by just not wanting to be killed by darth maul and you know the, the whole like spice thing right like that whole the the whole plot of like the MacGuffin of, of spice being necessary for whatever crimes they want to get done yeah uh it was like in in the two sisters. Sure, yes, she does want to. She's a little bit careless in like who's affected by what she needs to do to survive. But she also didn't create the conditions for her survival being uh, like an eye for an eye. Mm-hmm. She she isn't in control of the zero sum game. And I think like in real life, that's what happened. That's like why crime exists is because people are in shitty situations and it leads them to desperation mm-hmm. for the most part. I mean, some people are sick, but that's like a tiny percentage of anybody who just just like wantonly wanting destruction there's a um i forget what channel it's on it's just a just a really good series of uh of interview clips with uh with boots riley and he's talking about um why crime and um Basically, the point that he makes is all all markets use vi- use violence to enforce themselves. Yeah. Uh, legal markets just use the violence of of the court and the police and and all and all that. If you have a dispute, you know, you take it to court and mm-hmm. they and they'll en- en- enforce it and everything. But if you don't have, if you're not in a legal market, then the way you settle disputes with violence is by direct direct violence you just you just settle it and that's what leads leads to crime is people have to survive and they have to get by and if they're if they're cut out of legal ways of of doing that then they'll get into illegal ways of doing that and in a capitalist society that leads to to market relations and illegal goods lead to illegal markets and illegal markets lead to illegal means of settling market disputes and there's where where violence and crime and everything uh, come into it it's almost like if you had a mass of people and then they had a goal that they thought they could achieve by legal means and then they find out that the legal means are just not going to serve them. 
they might, you know, I think understandably, turn to <laughs> illegal means. And this of no way relates to uh, the election. No, no, we're talking about Star Wars. We're definitely talking about Star Wars and not right. one other thing. And I, I'm sure that this, that um, Trace and Rafa will have some impact on, um, on Ahsoka's feelings about the Republic in general and going into the creation of the of the rebellion that will happen in a in the next few years. Right. Um because the thing is, like, a republic can't it can't turn into a a fascist empire if if people hadn't already basically accepted that the um the democracy the rule of democracy was basically a sham at that point anyway. Yeah. You know, if people hadn't already accepted, you're like, okay, well, yeah, yeah this chancellor has supreme power and every, Yay! every, every, you know, <laughs> every, the, the, all the planets are occupied and we don't have any, any say over our natural, our natural resources or anything. And we're all basically, uh, conscripted to work for the army and all that. So it's basically already, already a dictatorship anyway so sure he can call himself emperor what yeah. the fuck does it matter to us right. anymore anyway everyone in the center just starts applauding and so except padme who's all like oh why you know <laughs> and a lot of it gets cut which is a shame because it's like if you're gonna just if you're gonna start with a lot of like political intrigue and stuff then don't just like plant like 30 right. seeds in the first movie and yeah, then just like the only water I... like two of them in the second and, yeah. and only pick one in the in the last <laughs> like politics were so heavy into into one at least like the boring part of politics right just, like trade disputes and shit like that right and and then in the second movie where like an actual coup is taking place they don't fucking like dip into that at all right right but the like the early formation of the of the rebellion with Padme and Bail Organa and stuff, a lot of it that gets cut from uh, from episode three, but but that's uh, I'm sure that that there's a there's a connection of this whole thing and and that and and how you know people who were senators or jedi or whatever and you know the more the more privileged side of life the warren votes um how how they would have like come to to realize the the reality that like your sagareras lived in uh in the early early rebellion or at least for ahsoka's case um Oh, and fucking uh, Death Watch. Yeah, Disbanded. not not Death Watch. What? Disbanded. Yeah, not not Death Watch. Um, yeah. Go Mandalorians. I can't remember what yeah. the fuck they were. What the fuck? Um, but yeah, no. No, Death they Watch called themselves Death Watch, didn't they? No, she. Death Watch is gone. Yeah. Uh, it was Bo Katan and. Um... Oh fuck! God damn it. 
she was a she was the only one I saw. What's her name? Little girl. What's her name? Wait, am I thinking who am I thinking of? I don't know, but you thought no one thought that the uh, Darth Maul on the hologram was Anakin at first. <laughs> oh yeah, we were watching on a uh, a laptop uh, monitor. Yeah. From uh, across the room, I was like, "Is that Anakin? What the fuck is happening?" I was like, "There's a lot of red on his face. <laughs> it's making him." Then I started that doing like Anakin the hand pretending signals. Pretending to be Darth Maul. What is <laughs> happening? Sabine. God damn it! It was yeah. Sabine's mom. Was one of them. Oh, for real? Yeah. Um. That's neat. But that is cool. But yeah, so that leads us into the final arc, which will be the Siege of Mandalore, and oh man, yep. Um, like I said, I'm a little bit disappointed that this arc or this season was so short. Yeah. Yeah, this arc was only three episodes. Four. Each one is four. Yeah. Are we gonna get more? I thought. No, it was four. Yeah. You're right. What, uh, are we going to get another season? No. This, this is, is the final season? Yeah, this will go right up, like, I don't know how, but this will lead up into episode three. Like, there will be some, I think, some Order 66 shit. I don't want to predict or say, because, you know, I don't know for sure, and, um, I don't want to put anything in my head or yours, or yours, or yours. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we'll, we will see about that in in a month. How this goes. How it goes down. I can promise you guys that we will no longer be talking about the presidential election except to make fun of the presumptive nominees of their party. Oh. <laughs> oh big yikes. But... Funny your These part. Two <laughs> funny your part of this episode. Do you remember whenever uh, they uh, Rafa asked Ahsoka how she was able to jump over that big gap? Yeah. And she was just like, "Oh, I'm super athletic," and she was like, "That's not normal." <laughs> the only person to question it at all. Right. Grace is just like, "Grace is fine. like, that's fine. You're Too nice. Yeah. Mom would have done this. You're an alien." Maybe you can do stuff. Also, Trace just thinks that she's like a super good shot because Ahsoka's like back there. Yeah, I the love bodies that. Up. I love that when she's just like pulling up the bodies and just. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of really sadistic if you yeah. think about it. No, I was like thinking, could you imagine being that guy who was just like. Hard <laughs> <and something? laughs> no, no! <laughs> well, he probably died before he realized it. No, you'd be like, oh, <laughs> boom. Long enough to have like a mental like. Long enough for a second to pass and you to like question everything. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, there was there was some really good uh, physical comedy in this arc too. All the stuff with the uh, robot was pretty good. Oh the, yeah! Wow, the droid, the uh, the fucking. Nobody calls them robots, do they? No, no, no. <laughs> That's so weird. That's like the zombie thing. Like, you can't say zombies in zombie movies. Right. He's just like, uh, what's this fucking robot doing? <laughs> what? How, and how did Trace not question anything Ahsoka did with the droids? She was just like, 
Oh, you do know lots of things. That's neat. Yeah, they're they're really impressed with her amount of knowledge. She's like, you just know a lot about everything. And this guy's like, not everything. And they're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thumbs up. <laughs> Who was voicing Rafa? Because she sounded really familiar. Actually, yeah. Uh, I have no idea. I think it was some... some some lady whose name we might have recognized. She has a nice voice, though. And why does she have an accent and her sister doesn't? That was she never explained. Does uh, it's just like not as strong. They both definitely had accents. Elizabeth oof. Rodriguez. What? What do we know her from? I guess nothing. No? The Rodriguez family, Quinceanera. I doubt I met her there. Martinez. <laughs> Martez. That is Rafa's last name. Why are they space Spanish? <laughs> this uh, is so yeah. weird. It was like... <laughs> Remember the space French guy in Rogue One? It made no sense. Cause it's like, is there a space France? What planet speaks space French? What planet speaks space Spanish? And also, <laughs> why are they speaking Galactic Basic English <laughs> if they speak space Spanish? Oh, she was in Orange is the New Black. Oh, okay. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, Miami Vice, The Drop, Dead Presidents, Logan, oh, she's Shameless. Logan. Was she in Logan? Um, great question. Gabriella. Oh, yeah, of course. Who could forget Gabriella and Logan? I don't know if I've ever seen that, actually. What? Really? I also haven't seen Logan. What? Really? <laughs> you should not be shocked by that. What? Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's got a point there. Yeah. <laughs> but think of all the other things that I just haven't seen, Nolan. Yeah, you haven't seen anything. Yeah, we're going to adjust that soon. Yeah. We should have Couch Lock coming back. Yep. Back at us. Uh, next week will be uh, as long as well, that shouldn't be any problem. Just bringing big TV in here. Um, next week we'll have cash slot commentary on uh, Charlotte's Web if I can find it. <gasps> yeah. Do you need the VHS or you need the DVD? Uh, I need neither. I well, we can do it with the DVD. My, my family might have it. Or the VHS. It. Either one, it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, no, no, because I need it on digital because I need us to have headphones so we don't have any mm. audio. Because okay. it'll be on you find people to find the uh, film and watch it and, and listen to us as you watch it because... We keep getting stepped on. Yeah. By the man. 
Well. Um, but, and then, what do you want to do after, after that? Give me two more. Or both of you pick one from your, from oh, your lists. okay. Oh, for a couch log? Yeah. Let's see here. I mean, I think my obvious pick is one of the Studio Ghibli's, but I don't think we can do that. Why not? Can we? We can do anything. Yeah, we can do anything. So we're just recording audio. That's why, yeah, that's how we're getting out from under the boot. Okay. Yeah, we're just adjacent to the boot, talking about the boot. Right. Well, look at this boot. <laughs> oh, <Man>. Das Boot. <laughs> no. Do you want to do Das Boot? No. I think Little Vampire would be funny to do audio for, just like with all the accents. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I think Ghibli is just like so visual. I mean, we'll do them all. Oh, just okay. which one do you want to do first? Little Vampire. Little Vampire, okay. Can you do Gladiator? Did you watch Gladiator a lot as a child? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. we're talking about the ones that we did. Oh, yeah. shit. <laughs> you don't even remember. <laughs> you don't. Oh, Liar Liar would be great. Okay. Yeah, okay. So look forward to those for the next next few weeks, and then we'll talk about the the final uh, arc of Clone Wars, and then the Covenant. And then um, I don't know, honestly, what uh, what we're we doing after after that? Um, uh, ritual suicide. Yeah, I mean, movies are kind of like not really a thing right now. Right. Um. I don't know when the next season of RVB is going to going to come out. Eh. Um, and I don't know of anything else that we could talk about. I refuse to watch uh, Tiger King. Um, yeah, I don't. Really. Or anything anyone tells me to to watch. So I like the this uh, this MF spitting meme. That's that's fine. I like that that exists. Kind of. I like every meme. I liked it. For the first like week, and now I'm tired of That's it. That's fair, yeah. Man, um, I feel like I already know the fucking plot of Tiger King by osmosis, and I'm really upset about that. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Why do we do this? Also, that those people are pig shit. <laughs> like yeah. they all suck. I keep saying like more and more things about how like bad he is, like just as a junior person, like he straight up just walked up to, like, six tigers and shot them in the side of the head because he wanted more cage space. And he said they were disposable because they weren't, uh, they couldn't breed. Yeah, I mean, are we surprised that a man who keeps tigers is not on the up and up? Why, why do we care? Well, I mean, why do we care beyond stopping him? <laughs> He's in jail and Trump wants to pardon him, apparently. That's a big, apparently, with an asterisk. God. I have released the Tiger King. Next week he will be fighting the Monkey King in an all-out brawl. God damn it, I'm so... It's even, <laughs> This world that we live in. Yeah, I know, you can't even really make fun of it anymore. Are we, in, like, like, are we in the alternate reality? We're... We're in the... We're in the farce part of it. Right. We're, we're in history repeats itself first as a tragedy and then as a farce, and that's where we are. Yep. And it's... 
with some minor differences, you know, our our Debsian figure didn't get locked in prison. He actually got close to the Democratic nomination. That's true. Um, yeah. But well, we're we thought we thought we were like in the in the twenties. But the thing is, like, no, we're just now coming on it. And the important thing to remember is the Roaring Twenties were only roaring for capital. They weren't roaring for normal working people. It was still the Gilded Age yeah. um, for average people, and it was still shit conditions. Um, the difference is that it's it's the it's the end of the line if we if we don't if we don't act within the the time frame that we that we have and so and and covid might be the thing and it, or it might just be the thing that that tips the scales that that leads that leads to it but big line go down and big line go down until it hits zero and it'll eventually will um and capital is is scrambling to to handle that and of course it comes down to at the point where where the whole world is is scrambling to to maintain power and to and to take hegemony and everything the seed of global capitalist empire is is down to two senile racist rapists to run it of course it comes down to that two senile racist rapists are running for the president that's a that's a that's a new tongue twister yeah that's just come out yeah um, two senile racist rapists man and everyone that was super high running for the president on the me too movement is just backed out now yeah. Oh, yeah, well, remember, those are all Democrats, and they have no spines and don't actually believe anything. They'll just say whatever is popular and gets them into, uh, you know, whatever yeah. club they want to be in. Yeah, and, and Biden, like, is quoted saying, I have never felt sorry for anything I've ever done, or I'll never apologize for anything I've ever done, or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. And I remember he was strangling a baby <laughs> and, uh, you know, bleeding out of his eyes when he was saying that, right? Am I right about that? I think it's something like that. You're spinning ba baby with one hand and groping a child with right. another. Yeah, he it was, it was like breathing sulfur. It was, you know, there was brimstone in his eyes. It was, it was, you know, it's typical Biden stuff. So, get out there and fucking knock on doors for Joe Biden if that's your fucking thing. <laughs> Dude. If so, you say his name backwards, he's banished back to the 14th layer. Maybe. Oh my god. Did you see how like his uh, campaign campaigners, whatever you want to call them, like refuse to go and campaign, call, or do anything because they're like, why should I have to? If people don't want to vote for him after this, then they're idiots. Cool. Good. That's yeah. hilarious. That is hilarious. And it's like, uh, and then they hashtag it, yeah. uh, vote blue to end this. I'm telling you, he always like now he doesn't even it doesn't even matter if he does this, but he always should have changed his name to vote for me, Piggy. Like that should have always been his. And like if you fucking 
like you fold it down and it says, or vote for the other guy. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, he's literally been telling that to people's faces. Not the piggy part. He's been saying that under his breath. But, like, he has been like, oh, if you don't like my shit, why don't you go vote for Trump? Oh, you're not going to do that, right? Yeah. And then, of course, Trump's also saying, like, why don't you vote for Biden? I want to. Right, yeah. Because like... it's, it's really a vote for the same thing, essentially. Okay, that's the last thing I want to... I want to point out. I will be voting. I will be, as I did in 2016, I will be writing in Bernie Sanders' name oh, yeah. on the ticket of course. in this election. If you want to vote for for the Green Party or for a... Uh, for the uh, socialist candidate uh, for... A, a workers' party or whatever you want to vote for, that's fine. It's it's irrelevant this time. We right. need to we need to build mutual networks and come together as something that can actually take on uh on on a national scale. We don't we need we, bodies. Join an org. Exactly. We we need bodies, but under no conditions is my vote going to Joe Biden. If I didn't have the option of putting in a different candidate, if I only had red and blue, I would leave it blank. And so this idea that my vote for a third party or writing in Bernie or whatever is a vote for Trump. Is a vote for Trump is completely ludicrous because it assumes that my vote would have gone to Biden anyway. It's not like there's like, you know Yeah. That's what this whole, their whole ideology is based on. Like, what are the alternatives? Like, that's that's their platform. It's like, what else are you gonna do? Like, not not vote. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just wouldn't vote. You just assume that I would have voted for Biden, and under no conditions am I ever going to do that. There was that was never an option before anything that I found out about about him in this election. Anything to do with the rape charges or anything. I'm not going to vote for Joe fucking Biden. Fuck yourself. Bye. 